We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all of your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember to subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google play tune in stitcher or spotify and of course you can always check us out at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Maggie Loney, and I'm only, I've am i only got one of my co-hosts this week, Andrew Mertig. It's always good to be back, especially when we get to talk about Packers football. We've got a Friday show, and we have an actual game that we get to talk about this week. So, Andrew, there is Packers football on TV tonight. How does that make you feel? It's It's been a long week. I've been a little bit under the weather. A lot of things going on. Busy work week. But you know what? Football today... Makes me so excited that I, I don't even know what to say. And like it's on NFL Network, which is really cool because I actually get to be able to watch the preseason game. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing better than Packers football finally being back on the timeline. Um, but since key matchups are our regular season topic for Friday shows, today we are going to take some time and dive into the Packers opponent, the roster, and talk about which matchups are going to be the tipping points in the game. And then, of course, we'll share our X-Factor prediction. And um, yeah, so let's get the people ready for this preseason game with some key matchups for the week, because it is also our preseason as podcasters. Yeah, it it sure is. Uh, this is a good way to get ramped up for the regular season. It is it is a little weird to talk about key matchups in the preseason, right? Because we don't always know exactly who's going to be playing, but we certainly don't know when they're going to be playing. Um, so you're sort of like thinking about this sometimes from a really big picture. Um, but I, I do think that there's something that's fairly obvious um, that the, we are confirmed to be seen, uh, uh, at least according to Kyle Shanahan, and that is Trey Lance versus the Packers starting defense. Um, because Trey Lance is going to get a, a chance to start this game, and the Packers are obviously sitting their key players, but this should be a fantastic test for the, you know, maybe unproven first stringers for the Packers and certainly that second string unit. San Francisco won't put Lance out there without most of their starting offensive line. At least I don't think so. That doesn't seem like a very good recipe for success for their second year quarterback. But um, it is going to be a great opportunity to see some youngsters like Quay Walker 
if he plays, because we heard that he has a concussion, Devontae Wyatt, uh, Jonathan Garvin, Shamar Jean Charles, the list goes on and on, right? Those young safeties, everybody. I, I love that they're going to get the chance to get tested by people who are going to be starting on Sundays. And so I, I'm going to be really excited to see those first couple of possessions. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really fun point with Trey Lance, too. It's not like he's an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady where you can just sit him and have him, you know, 18, 20 years of you know NFL experience where he doesn't need those preseason reps. So Trey Lance will be out there. We don't know who else from the offense will be out there, but at least starting quarterback for a couple of series. Um, I'm going to flip it, actually, and I'm going to look at uh, the Packers running backs against this 49ers front seven. So we know that running back three spot is up for grabs right now behind Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, of course. Patrick Taylor's got an injury. Kylan Hill is still on the pup list. And so the Packers went out and they signed Dexter Williams heading into this first preseason game. Obviously was with the Packers a couple seasons ago, was a sixth round pick for them. And since we're not expecting Dillon or Jones to actually suit up in Santa Clara, we're looking at really only having three running backs available in, of course, Dexter Williams, B.J. Baylor, and then Tyler Goodson. So, you know, we'll see who plays for the 49ers defense. Um, it'll, But it'll still be a good test for these guys regardless because we know that the Packers' starting offensive line will at least be out there or what the offensive line could look like going into week one, whether it's, you know, Yasha left tackle, Royce Newman at right guard, right tackle, whatever that looks like. So... I think we're going to get some glimpses at how these three running backs can contribute on special teams too, which makes it more exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to go with, I'm going to stick to the same side of the ball as you um, and go with Romeo Dubs and Juwan Winfrey versus Ambry Thomas and Diamador Lenore. And it's, it's kind of funny to me. I, maybe this is a little hot takey. I feel like the Packers have three cornerbacks that are better than any cornerback on the 49ers roster. But the 49ers have really, really good depth at corner. Um, and Ambry Thomas, Diamador Lenore are both players I really liked in the draft. They bring some youth. They're actually like cornerbacks like four and five or five and six, depending on how you look at their depth chart. But they both have some pretty good experience for younger players. Um, I love that Dubs and Winfrey are going to get that matchup. And you can throw Amari Rogers in here if you want to. Um whether Jordan Love can have some extended success is going to depend on if that line can keep him clean. More on that later. And if 87 and 88 can win some one-on-one matchups. We know what Aaron Rodgers is saying about that, um, but this is going to dictate some of the, the early success that Jordan Love is either going to or going to not have. And I think the wide receivers winning in one-on-ones is going to be a key for really this entire season. I, I think this is something we're going to be talking about until, you know, Maybe they prove themselves and we get into week eight and nine and we stop having this as a conversation point. But I think week after week, early in the season, we're going to have this. And um, this is a great chance for at least these two guys to start proving themselves. Yeah, especially, you know, Kyle mentioned it last week on the show. We're not entirely sure if the Packers will keep seven wide receivers. So even, you know, going beyond Dobbs as a roster lock. But if you look at Winfrey, Toure, you know, whoever is towards the, the bottom of the depth chart, um, pushing for maybe forcing the Packers hand and keeping seven receivers for the first time in the did Battle I see for Dubs? Era. You did. Oh, I'm going to have to do push-ups <laughs> after the show. I keep screwing this up. This is going to turn into the Marquez Marquez thing where I just eventually <laughs> somebody has to correct me every time I say it wrong. 
Maybe you need to like start writing it out the way that it's pronounced, so that when you see yeah. it in the show notes. Yeah, you're talking about the Kyle Fellow strategy. The, yeah, the <laughs> it, hey, it works, <laughs> and I'm gonna need it for when I have to talk about the kicker later. So, um, but keeping up with our key matchups, um, I like Tyler Croft against the Packers box. And do you remember last preseason um, in 2020 when Tyler Croft had? you know, this explosive debut with the Jets. He had two touchdowns. Everyone thought he was going to be like some fantasy football sleeper. And then he fell into obscurity during the regular season, as is what typically happens with the Jets. Um, He's on the 49ers now. And I don't know if we're going to see George Kittle with Trey Lance, like we talked about earlier, but you'd think that Croft is going to get at least a ton of reps um, as kind of that tight end one. So you mentioned Trey Lance going up against this Packers defense, but I'm going to be looking, I guess, more specifically, more closely at the box, since I think that's where there's some depth spots up for grabs. I want to see how the young guys on the roster match up against, you know, physical tight end play. Um, Some examples, you know, who'd be vying for that third safety spot. You've got Sean Davis. He's had a really strong camp. Um, Vernon Scott has come on strong, and the Packers obviously really like him and his continued development. Then there's Dallin Levitt, Levitt, uh, who's a Basaccia holdover. Um, at inside linebacker, Chris Barnes, you know, really seems like he's, you know, inside linebacker three at this point. But then, you know, you've got McDuffie, Wilborn, Brooks. So it's kind of just seeing at this point the strength of the defense arguably, arguably being the secondary and the front four being probably the best it's been, the stoutest it's been, stoutest a word, the most stout it's yeah. been in recent memory. Um, ready to see who's uh, up for some of those depth spot, especially in that middle of the defense. Yeah, did you like how confidently I said, yes, it is a word, even though it probably isn't? Yeah, and then you shook your head, which nobody I'm, I'm, can see I'm, listening. But I'm a good teammate. I'm going to support you, <laughs> at least verbally. Most stout. But yeah, those are some of the key matchups that we're looking forward to going into the first preseason game. Who do you have for an X factor prediction now? Yeah. So (laughs) Kyle and I finally had like a really hot streak at X factors last year during the, the, the actual regular season. And so we got really cocky and then we had like a few bad weeks in a row leading up to the playoffs. So um, we'll see. We got to get back on the right page. And as you mentioned, this is preseason. So, you know, maybe we're wrong. Uh, originally, I had actually written this out uh, as as Royce Newman because I thought he was going to be the starting right tackle. But um, it doesn't appear that that may be the case, at least according to some tweets. I know there's a ton of confusion as to what the Packers are actually going to walk out there for the first snaps. But I'm going to go with Zach Tom. I, I think he does seem poised to get the first crack at right tackle for the Packers, and he's been relatively steady at camp. Um, and it is possible, you know, like I mentioned, he might be battling with Royce Newman for that position. And the 49ers are not going to risk playing somebody like Nick Bosa, but they do have outstanding depth at edge. You think about players like Charlo, uh, Charles Amenahu, Drake Jackson, Kamoka Ture, Jordan Willis, Kerry Hyder Jr. Those are all players who have proven to some extent to be able to get after the quarterback in the NFL. And Tom is going to have to prove enough protection to keep the chains moving, provide enough protection, I should say. Um, And also, like, keep Jordan Love comfortable in the pocket. And I've talked about this time and time again, how important this preseason is for Jordan Love. But the addendum to that is if Packers can't just find, like, some stability at right tackle, they are going to be in a lot of trouble until Elton Jenkins can return. So... 
You know, I, I mentioned this in a tweet this week. I, I think the Packers' first six games might be the easiest part of their schedule. But if Zach Tom can just be solid, that is going to be a massive deal for this team heading into the season. And tonight is going to be as good of a test of that as you're you're going to get in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really kind of imperative that this offensive line finds some success because we're talking about, you know, the development of Jordan Love and it being the preseason, but this is arguably the week one offensive line that the Packers are going to trot out against Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith and the rest of that Vikings front seven with Aaron Rodgers under center. So, you know, if they don't look comfortable at all going into week one of the preseason with, you know, some of the depth pieces for the 49ers that you listed, going to have some concerns for, you know, the cohesion of that unit um, going into the, the regular season. But my X factor going into this first game is none other than long snapper Jake Coco. Maybe that's silly, uh, but the Packers released their incumbent snapper, Steve Wordle, earlier this week. So at this point, it's Coco's job to lose. That said, reports out of camp, obviously, seem to indicate that there is a lot of dissatisfaction regarding special teams operations in general. Um, and all that starts with the long snapper. So, you know, first glimpse at him, he was a converted tight end. Now he's a long snapper. This will be his first look in Santa Clara, and it'll go a long way, I guess, in helping the Packers kind of figure out if he can be the guy for the job for them long term. Wonder what Brad Good is up to, but you know, more on that. Taking it a step further, though, just kind of, I guess, wanting to see what the entire special teams unit looks like. We've got Pat O'Donnell on the field for the first time, you know, wearing green and gold, at least. Doesn't sound like Mason Crosby will be playing. Um, so temporarily kicking duties will go to Gabe Burkich. And that was the name that I said I was going to have to write out phonetically that I did not Nailed write it. out. I, I do Nailed think, it. I think I nailed it. But uh, yeah, in general, I'm just really honestly ready to see Rich Passaccia um, see him on the sidelines and see what kind of energy he has winning those uh, <laughs> with those teams refs. Yeah, you got some uh, audio in the background. Uh, so I, I know we wanted to wrap up uh, the show today. Normally, if if we were talking about the regular season, it would be what is each team's path to victory? Uh, and we talk a little bit about what each team um has opportunities to excel at and take advantage of and and maybe like what are the things that we would be really like conscientious of the Packers opponents doing in order to beat them um obviously in the preseason it doesn't matter who actually wins the game or not um and so you know as as Maggie put in as the the question in our script, what does quote unquote winning look like in a preseason game like this? So um, I will open the floor to you first. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Okay, well... I mean, this is a given. This maybe is cheating. But I think, you know, win number one is that you don't leave with any new injuries. We saw guys like Jordy Nelson against the Steelers, you know, tear his ACL and he was lost for the season. So no new injuries, I think, is the biggest victory. Um, But my second victory, I think, is something that we kind of already talked about a little bit. And it's just, do you trust the offensive line right now? Um, Really excited to see Adam Stenovich, you know, get some looks as the team's offensive coordinator firmly believe Luke Butkus will do a great job with that offensive line, but kind of the, the ability that this unit has had to find depth and plug and play different guys for the last couple seasons. I want to see that continue and I want to feel confident that whoever the Packers trot out their week one, will be able to get the job done and protect Aaron Rodgers when the games matter. Yeah. I, I, you know, I would echo those things. I think number one, injuries of course I think you know you want to see the guys who are fighting for those crucial third fourth fifth positions um, depending on what position it is really standing out and and so you know you look at third safety third maybe fourth linebacker um, that rotation at defensive line obviously offensive line has a lot of depth but we don't know how much quality they have within that depth um, you know, fourth and fifth wide receiver is going to be really important. Everybody's going to be really eager to see Romeo Dobbs. I'm going to get right this time. Um, the depth at running back. But for me, everything revolves around Jordan Love. And yeah, that's a lazy take, but it is so crucially important for the future of this franchise that Jordan Love has that stellar preseason. Because, and this is probably the fifth time I've said this, but it opens up so many different options. If Aaron Rodgers gets hurt or has to miss a game for any reason, um, you know, you you feel really confident in having that strong backup if Love performs well in the offseason. It helps him build his confidence and continue to show the growth um, and, and development that, that he's made. It also gives the Packers two really, really advantageous options at the end of the season. If Aaron Rodgers wants to walk off in the sunset, great, they can do that. If he wants to play one more year, they can potentially exercise that fifth-year option, let Jordan Love play next year under his fourth-year deal, and then knowing Rodgers is going to retire at the end of 2023 and having your quarterback in place. 
Or, of course, it always opens up the opportunity that if Aaron Rodgers wants to continue to play, um, potentially into his 40s, they could move on from Jordan Love and actually get some fair compensation back for it. So, you know, not, not to put so much pressure on him, but um, it, it's it's a really, really, really big stretch of three games. And I just want to reiterate, Jordan Love can't play well if the five in front of him aren't playing well and if his receivers aren't getting open. He's going to look bad if those things aren't happening. Um, and I think, you know, for that assessment to be really great, Plus, for us to feel really confident going into the regular season, I think that that front five is going to be crucially important. Yeah, and I mean, Aaron Rodgers had talked about this a little bit, and we know he doesn't normally just like praise guys for the hell of it. He normally, you know, throws his weight behind things and sticks by it. So for him to talk up, you know, you already mentioned Dobbs, you mentioned Winfrey. Um, those are guys that are going to be playing meaningful snaps for the Packers. You've obviously got Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Sammy Watkins. We said last week we thought that he was pretty solidified with a roster spot, but, you know, that's still only three receivers. So guys like Dobbs, Watson, when he comes back, whether it's Winfrey, you know, Amari Rogers, we think is a roster lock. These guys are going to take meaningful snaps for the offense. So them getting on the same page with love and impressing, learning the offense, proving they know the playbook and they're reliable. It's like you said, it's all going to go a long way when the games actually start to matter. Yeah, and we never even mentioned players like Josiah DeGuara um, and Tyler Davis, who, you know, Davis obviously is more upside than anything, but both of those players could be playing really, really big roles knowing how the Packers use tight ends. And so this is an opportunity for them to get some some really good experience, but in addition, give Jordan Love somebody solid in front of them that, that can make plays. So I think what I've garnered from this is that we feel pretty much confident with the defense. We're just kind of excited to see what they do, and all of our questions lie with the offense and what that looks like. Because I think, you know, to be fair, that's where most of the questions are heading into the regular season anyway, is who the starting offensive line will be, who the core wide receivers will be, you know, how many tight ends and wide receivers the Packers keep, who the third running back will be. Defense is pretty much like, hey, who wants to be the fourth safety? Yeah, but <laughs> that's that's our assessment. Now yeah, it is time right. to take off our assessor hat and put on those green and gold rose-colored glasses. Gold rose, see what I did there? Um, and just be fans. And, oh, my gosh, there's football today. And if you don't love preseason football, what are you doing? It's so fun. Right. You're just crazy. <laughs> we we are. And, uh, man, this is, this is going to be a good one. Um, but, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can find Maggie on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star rating if you like what we're doing. You can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every Friday. Next week, we'll be back previewing the Packers' second preseason game. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... It's happening daily. 
We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com